Well, hey, James and Sean, how's it going today? Good seeing you, Paul. Been a while. It has been. So it's been two weeks since 4th of July was last week, and I was out of the office, although I imagine you guys were maybe still hard at work, but do you have a nice 4th of July anyway? We did. Got to catch up on some work, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like young entrepreneurs working hard. Um, so what, uh, yeah, what have you been up to? What have you learned in the last couple of weeks? So the nice thing about the break was we got to spend some more time just playing around and exploring pro shop. And I was walking by our material shelf and we realized probably a couple months ago, we had made the incorrect parts because we were a little dyslexic, dyslexic and just swapped two part numbers and we had made 15 extra. So the customer had originally wanted material certs and it was just a piece of paper sitting on top. And I was like, Oh wait, we have pro shop now. This is stupid. So then I met with Kevin sagely and we went over and like, Kevin, we have this customer. We, every once in a while, they order these parts. Can we track these in pro shop so that we can make sure we don't lose them? Um, we just went over material cots so we could track the material certs all through that. So it was a perfect scenario to set that up. And then we, added it into pro shop so now we have 15 in inventory with the material cert added to it so now there's no paper and i have the part number on the box all sealed up so if any po from them comes through i can just immediately grab it take all of it take whatever i specifically need i know the cert is right there and everything runs nice and smooth cool so it was like a so this is like a part family where there's different dash numbers or something and you made the wrong dash number, but it's still a valid good part number. Still a valid good part number. We had made them previously. I think like the last two or three numbers were swapped. It was really similar. Got it. We both looked right. at it and clearly that quality check did not pass because at the end of it, we're like, <laughs> oh crap. So lesson learned. Yeah, yeah. Good. So you're set up and that probably gave you a little bit of an understanding even more deeply about how the certs connect to the work order and auto pull and the, makes the CFC and and just makes it so you can uh, click a couple of buttons and generate all that paperwork, right? It was mind blowing just hitting the one button and like, Kevin, just this one button. He's like, that's it. Hit it. Material cert immediately pulls up. The COC immediately pulls up all filled out. Do you want to print email, whatever? And that was so nice to have. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. And, you know, when you extrapolate that out, um to if you get into you know big assemblies um we have a client that came from an existing very large erp system but they're a defense contractor and they do really deep assemblies like four or five levels deep you know a couple hundred bomb items and what used to take them in their old erp system what used to take them a good 12 hours to prepare a document package for hundreds, you know, imagine thousands of certs because you have many, many per, you know, per part number for material and plating and hardware and all those things. Um, and all the CFCs and all the first article reports, uh, you know, AS9102 reports, if you're in aerospace, you know, what used to take 10, 12 hours, and now it's still one click, right? <laughs> and it's now five minutes instead of 12 hours. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, huge win. So, uh, well, I'm glad you're experimenting with that. Um, now, before we hit record, you were talking about how you guys do a lot of work from Zometry. Um, can you share a little bit more about, about that? And we can dig into that a little bit. I'm going to go how it works. So the way Zometry works is they 
there's like a job board and they'll show you a bunch of different job uh, jobs that you can take. And it shows the due date and the pricing and the pricing you can, it's negotiable. So if you think you need more money, you can ask for more money. Uh, but once you take the job at a certain price, uh, which is what we do, then we have about usually 20 current jobs and Zometry will show you all the jobs you have, but it's up to us to do the scheduling. And yeah. also they'll, the problem is sometimes we'll see a, a job and we're like, oh, $2,000, that sounds good. And we'll take it, but we're not really quoting it. So using ProShop with the scheduling and the quoting, we're kind of able to now backtrack and see that our prices are where they should be or like, oh, the that kind of work we're a little uh, short on our hourly rate on or this kind of work we're doing really good with. So we should do more of this. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to use ProShop to... Uh, help with the zometry work and kind of better understanding what we're doing. Good. And, and you're also just starting to also do some quotes, some native quotes at a pro shop, estimating and quoting and sending them to customers that are not through zometry. Is that also the case? That is correct. Yes. yes. So that's super helpful because before it was just a spreadsheet and an archive folder for a quote that did or did not work out. So now everything's totally traceable and with a click of a button, I can pull up, okay, who did this, who, what did we quote this for last time? How many parts? So we actually had a customer, we did work for them two years ago Mm -hmm. and they out of the blue emailed us, which is great. But then it took us like half an hour, like, okay, how did we have this labeled? What folder dug all through there and pulled it up. (laughs) Now it's just going to take a single click. So it's going to be so much easier. (laughs) Nice, nice. Um, Well, good. And when you take one of those Zometry jobs for X amount of money, how do you, so are you starting to now use ProShop to determine how many hours of work that should take you after you've subtracted your hard costs like material and processing? That is what we'll be using ProShop for because right now it's Especially, this is especially important now that we have someone working for us who we're trying to train. Beforehand, if it's the two of us, we're like, okay, we just put in a late night or I come in early one morning and just pound it out, which wasn't the right way of doing it. Now Mm -hmm. with an employer, we're like, okay, how many hours do you have on this? Oh, it's taking this long. It's like, clearly we're not making any money on this job or our margins are really bad. So now we're going to go in ahead of time and say, okay, we just took this job how long do we think it's going to take? And also this is just going to help us quoting too, because I feel like that was the hardest part when we decided to do this. They're like, okay, how much for this part? And we're like, we have no idea. Like that's Mm -hmm. nothing we've ever done before. We don't know what it should cost. So now we have a better idea. Is this going to be a three or a five axis part? Um, What's not even the material, just the time. Like, okay, how long is this going to take to program it? Add it in. How long is it going to take to machine? Add it in. And the best part is we'll actually have hard numbers to compare it to at the end. So now we have this feedback loop where before we could think we're the best quoters and we still don't, but we could think we're dead nuts on where we should be, but have no way whatsoever to hold ourselves accountable. So now we have that accountability. That's going to be very, very helpful. Okay. Okay. And um, yeah, so actually let me, let me share my screen and, and let's just show some folks and talk about this for a second. So um, historically, you said when you take that zometry job, 
you don't really you just try to make it as fast as you could like you didn't necessarily decide all right we got 20 hours to make this or five hours to make this is that how you kind of were rolling before there very short lead times anyway so we'd just be like yeah. okay this is due this date let's just bang it out we would spend money expediting material in because we weren't tracking any of the due dates anything like that got it okay so um so we're looking at an estimate here and let's say for example um and i'm just gonna go and make some edits so let's say for example you you got this job that was made out of 7075 um now, in the case, do you do you always provide your own material? I knew that Zomdrew for a while was like you could buy material from them, or how do you, how do you guys do your material purchasing? We normally do our own material because of certs involved. So we found people we like dealing with, McMaster, Bo Decker, stuff like that. We just ordered through them. Got it. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, here's where we have our material. You can our material you attach can your actual attach quote it. from your vendor uh, as you need to for for his historical reference. But let's say you're taking a job for, you know, 5,000 bucks um, and you can tell that, let's say it's for 100 pieces and you're going to spend $1,500 on the material itself with your vendor. So you got to subtract that out and now you have maybe $3,500 remaining. Um, and then you also have outside processing and whatever amount you think you might spend on cutting tools or expediting fees. And this is a way to just build in what you expect to spend out of pocket that you're not going to be able to even have any chance of retaining as profit. Um, so, you know, maybe you have $2,500 left of that money. Um, then you need to, assuming you want to make a margin, which of course everyone does, you should subtract out whatever percentage, 10 or 20% margin you want. And that's going to give you an, some dollars remaining. Um, and then you got to kind of divide that you know, into the hundred pieces to come up with some kind of, you know, let's say it's an hour a piece on two different machining operations. So 50 minutes and 10 minutes, and then a couple hours each for, you know, setup time or a few hours for programming. But I think it's important, especially as you grow and as you have employees that you're assigning work to, you got to give them some kind of realistic expectation of time. Um, even if it turns out that when you look at this and as you get better at, at quoting and like understanding how much time something's going to take to, to run or to set up, um, it is super important that you still kind of root in accurate targets. Even if that means that you're going to have to put in some like, you realize you're going to have to have like a negative margin on something, but you've already committed to the job and you want to give your employees um something that's as realistic as possible. You know, once you eventually start doing more of quoting your own work, um, rather than just taking, you know, Zometry jobs that are at a fixed price, uh, it will be important to make sure that when you think you need to sharpen your pencil to win a job, that you don't do it by, by trimming down the hours. Um, I know that's a trap that a lot of shops get into. It's like, well, our client, you know, they, they want us, you know, they've given us a, a budget, you know, maybe a, a target price, um, or we just think this job, you know, wouldn't be worth more than, you know, 80 bucks a piece. So therefore we need to kind of trim down our cycle times or trim down our setup times. And I just want to um, encourage you to not do it with the times, do it with margin. 
right? If you're like, this is a, you know, if I give my employee this job, um, it's going to take X amount of time to set that up, even for a really skilled machinist, uh, you know, don't slash that in half and say, you know, just do the best you can. I realize this target is totally unrealistic. So anyway, that's maybe getting too much in the weeds, but uh, I think is there are important principles for you to start thinking about now so that you can have employees that, that try hard to hit targets um, as opposed to feeling defeated that they can come up with something um, that just, they, they get something from you that's totally unrealistic. And then also in the meantime, even while you're dealing with the zometry work, just having some expectations of how much of the time budget that you have is going to go into setup and running. Obviously, that that really becomes important if you get a bigger quantity. So let's say you have a you know fifty or hundred pieces rather than three pieces, because you know more or less if you're doing three or four, three to five pieces or something, it's pretty much all setup time, right? It the actual amount yeah. of time it takes cutting, unless it's a really massive part with a lot of runtime, it's pretty much irrelevant. It's all about the programming and setup and how quickly you can bust through that. But if you are starting to do some bigger quantities and you need to project when you think you're going to finish because you need to start the next job, uh, that's where having a, a better you know, ratio of how much you're spending in setup time and how much you're spending in cutting time uh, is, is really important. So anyway, just a few, uh, few things that might be uh, useful as you learn ProShop, but also just learn you know, the business a little bit more and, and setting yourself up for success with scheduling when you have lots of different simultaneous jobs happening. No, that is super helpful because I know for a fact we've already fallen into that trap. We're like, oh, we said it's going to be half an hour. It really isn't going to be half an hour. Let's do 25 minutes and just play with the numbers that way. And I had a spreadsheet where the number would pop out. We'd like what the number said, but th that's also not helping <laughs> what you were just mentioning. So that was super helpful to go over. And it's also, you know, as you start learning about run times more and setup times more if you're if you are sharpening your pencil with time and you have that in your record keeping and you go back in in the in the future and you say all right we thought this part was 25 minutes when in fact you thought it was 30 you know leave it at 30 and take your margin from 20% down to 15% if you want to sharpen your pencil with your customer okay. don't record right. an unrealistically low number in the database in the future, you'd be like, oh, well, that's if that was what that is, then this new one we think is also 25 minutes, when in fact, it's it should be 30. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Good. Yeah, Good. that makes sense. I'm also excited to get more into this pro shop scheduling. Because I was looking at the numbers we've done so far this year, and I was happy with them. And then it kind of dawned on me, I'm like, Oh, we're not working like an eight or 10 hour week or eight or 10 hour day. This is like a 15 or 16 hour day. So even though the numbers for the year might be looking good, it's still more time than it should have been, which means we're lacking on like quoting reasonably. Right. So once we get into scheduling with Pro Shop, I want to set like actual real standard hours that we fit mm -hmm. all of our work into those hours. Because right. right now it's like, oh, let me take a bunch more work. I just won't sleep this week. That's okay. But <laughs> as the business grows, I don't, sure. that can't be a thing. I need to actually have like, we need to have real schedules here. Mm -hmm. So um, I want to get into the deep into the pro shop scheduling where it's like, 
we follow exact times every day. And of course, some days will be late nights or whatever, but oh, sure, yeah. um, the scheduling is what I'm most excited for in Pro Shop. Yeah, and make sure that, um, especially with your employee and yourselves, that you accurately track your time. Um, you know, within a margin of error, you know, 15 minutes per job. Like, don't worry about it to the second or the minute, you know, but you want to know, did this job take me, you know, 20 hours or did it take me 12 hours, right? And so um, getting your get your time tracked and putting in the rates that you want to pay yourselves and pay your employee and what your machines, uh, and that you may not have get in, gotten into yet where you dial in all your machine rates and labor rates for job costing, <clears throat> but having accurate numbers in those fields will give you the most accurate picture of what actually did happen, right? Did we actually make a 20% margin? Did we lose a 50% margin, right, on this this or that job? And without knowing those numbers, you can't make good decisions about next time. You know, you can have a gut feel, but so many people's gut feel are just way off on are they, did they make profit on this job or not? And that will help inform, are we good at this type of job? You know, this type of geometry, this type of material, this quantity, this these kind of tolerances, this types of cosmetic finishes, right? Um, those all cost money and you'll figure out what you're good at and different shops have different strengths. And if you're like, yeah, we're really good at high tolerance cosmetic parts, then you can go after that niche, you know, go for clients that that need those kind of parts and know that you can profitably deliver on those jobs rather than trying to take on work that you're just going to set yourself up for failure because you didn't realize that you lose money on those types of jobs almost all the time. But that you can't get those numbers without having good time tracking. So, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and also like I, we have the master Excel spreadsheet for tracking our finances, which is great until you need an at the moment picture of what a specific job is costing. Because right. Pro Shop will be specific at the moment. This is exactly what you're costing now, including time. So right now it's just like, oh sweet, we made a good a good uh, margin on this job, and then the bill comes in for the finisher. You're like, oh, I forgot that that was required, so that's subtracted <laughs> from it, sure. and all these bills are in there. And then we're like, oh, that's not even counting the time that went into it. So I could yeah. definitely definitely see the holistic approach is a much better approach. Yeah, and good point on on the cost you're going to spend. So, but if you're issuing those POs directly for material and anodize and the shipping and the expedite fees and the, and the, and the helicoils and the end mills, then it'll, you'll know down to the penny how much you spent out of pocket, which tells you how much you have left in, in time to finish the job to kind of take this full circle. So. Very good. Well, it sounds like it's been a busy couple of weeks. Um, I'm glad you're using it for actually like real world things rather than just learning concepts. Uh, that's always a great way to go and get that muscle memory of actually just learning it and trying it and seeing what happens. So it's good stuff. Yeah, I definitely learn a lot better that way. I need to get my hands on it, just go over it a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, anything else new to share about the last couple of weeks or should we let you get back to making chips? We did. So kind of going off from the beginning, we had when we added the parts into inventory, um, we also, as I mentioned, added the material, which is now a cot number in onto the bomb. So I was like, oh, perfect, because right now 
or what we used to do if we had like helicoils for a job that's a big example that we've been going over mm-hmm. we would order a specific number for the job and then normally it's like packs of time and mcmaster sweet order extra because you always drop special like a weighty helicoils yep. yes so yeah so at the end of the job there'd be like four or five left and we're like there's no really good way of tracking what we have and there's no good place to keep them because knowing us we're just going to order new ones instead of looking around in the shop so we would just throw away the few we had left but now that we can actually track it actively with pro shop i can add helicoils onto a bomb of a job and then at the end of the job if we have any left we put them back if we dropped a few we subtract it from the inventory levels and that goes added onto the job so just looking at the one specific instance of helicoils, mm-hmm. now we're actually going to be able to keep track of that and go through that. And I can imagine we're going to have like one-off tools or reamers add that to the job, keep track of that. So our actual job costs over everything are going to shape it up real quick from that. Yeah, that's a great example. And especially if you, I think you guys want to be you know good at doing quick turnaround, fast jobs, which you can charge a lot of money for. And if you happen to have those helicoils on the shelf today and you could install them first thing in the morning and ship that job out rather than having to, you know, wait a day to get them in or to pay an expedite fee to, to get in half a dozen helicoils, the fact that you have it on the shelf ready to go already, you know, the search already attached um, is uh, just a huge win, right? You could. Yeah, definitely. It's almost costed already. The cost has been sunk to some other, you know, job you bought the package for, and it's like ready to go. It's almost free. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Especially since we are um, trying to be like in the niche of really quick turnaround times and having something on hand, like when our average lead times are maybe four or five days having something on hand instead of waiting a whole nother day, that's 20% of your lead time. So it definitely adds up very quickly. So um, we are going to start having our helicals inventoried. Once that system's good, then we'll move on to our material and start having more standardized sizes um, because material is probably our second biggest thing that we're always waiting on. Of course. And then we'll start tracking our end mills better because it happens all the time. I'll pull open the jaw looking for an end mill and it's like, oh, Sean used the last one yesterday. That's unfortunate. So then I have to go try to make something else work. So then we'll move on to our end mills. So everything is going to get the uh, the pro shop treatment uh, for tracking. And that should be a big time saver and money saver for our quick lead time endeavor. Which you can then charge extra margin for because, you know, companies that want stuff in a hurry, you know, I was talking to a space company yesterday, um, or actually on Friday, and they were like, it pretty much doesn't matter what the price is. Like, you know, our company is burning so much money per day, you know, it's like a million bucks a day for them to have their company in (laughs) operation. It's like, if a vendor can get it to me one day sooner... I will spend whatever it takes to do that. So you already have the helicoils and the material and the end mills. And you can pull an all-nighter and charge them 20 grand for something that should be only five, but they're more it's than nice happy. Because, in our 20s. <laughs> yeah, because the next best vendor is a week and a half out, you know? Yep. More power to all of you. So yeah, definitely. Cool. All right, guys. Well, good to catch up. Um, we'll see you next Monday as well. And uh have fun learning more stuff this week. <laughs> we definitely will. Thanks, Paul. All right. Cheers, guys.